Hello, and welcome to an extremely excited edition of Great Takes Less Filling, brought to you by The Daily Gopher and Antoine Winfield Jr.'s amazing ability to elevate. We are coming to you excited because the Gophers beat Fresno State 21-14 just a little bit ago. And frankly, if you're me, that's not something you expected. I predicted Minnesota would lose. Uh, So I'm in a great mood. Street, how are you doing? I'm in a fantastic mood. Like you, I was wrong on the outcome of the game and very happy about it. I think it's possible that we should start doing a bit where we just fade all of the staff predictions and see who you'd make the most money betting against during the season. I have to say that for the most part, very thrilled about the defense, thought they looked very good against a quality non-conference opponent, admittedly not Alabama quality, but still quite a good conference opponent. The offense needs an awful lot of work, but at the same time, to be 2-0 and at the beginning of the season where the likelihood of a bowl game is somewhat difficult already based on both what we expect the talent of the team to be and the schedule they're facing. Anytime you can pick up a win that most people were perhaps not expecting is a great thing. Oh, and Antoine Winfield. Holy, holy. Can we can we swear on this one? Yep, yep. We've been swearing for a while. Holy fuck. Was that a play? Yeah, that, uh, that, yeah. I just sat there like even at first I just assumed he'd come down with it but wasn't going to be called in bounds. So I was like, sweet, he kept them from getting a touchdown. That's awesome. And then it was an interception on top of it. He actually got the foot down. Just an absolutely absurd play. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to more or less describe this to you. For some odd reason, Fresno State decided to pull some trickeration by which they began with a basic handoff to a running back who, like, surprise, was going to throw the ball to an admittedly wide-open wide receiver because the defense bit very hard on this particular fake. Fortunately, though, because it was a running back throwing the ball instead of a quarterback, he lobbed it up a little bit more than he should have, and that gave Antoine Winfield time to turn and over his shoulder find the ball, jump up in a jump ball with a much taller wide receiver, one-handed interception, come down, get one foot in while controlling the ball, and then keep control all the way down to the ground. It is... It might be the best sheer athletic play that I've seen in college football in quite some time. Yeah, and it comes in a game where I was already completely geeked because Tyler Johnson had already elevated earlier in the fourth quarter to keep a drive alive on a play that should never have worked anyway because it was totally broken and did the same thing. Just elevate, make a big play, get your foot down. And if it was possible... Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. completely outclassed that, and that's saying something. So, uh, yeah, wow. I'm just, I'm ecstatic. Um, obviously, this is not a perfect game. We're extremely excited. It's a good win for Minnesota. The team is not without its flaws. The offensive line is struggling. Uh, they're struggling in run blocking. They're seemingly doing a little bit better pass blocking, but not across the board. Uh, there's no reason the Tyler Johnson play should ever have to happen the way it did because Zach Anikstead had to escape three pass rushers and throw on the run to make it happen in the first place. Like, they're not doing great up front. Against a faster defensive line, Zach Anikstead would have taken a 15-20 to 20 yard sack. 
yes. I mean, all props to Zach because he he did move about as well as you can in that scenario. But you're right. If they if those if those are Ohio State defensive linemen, he's screwed, and that's that's a problem. That's a problem for the Gophers. Obviously, Rodney Smith going down uh, first drive of the game. Um, that's bad, uh, especially when the injury he sustained appears to be fairly serious. We don't know. We, we certainly are just guessing now, but it didn't look good. Um, you know, so that's something that, that you got to keep an eye on. Can the Gophers, uh, work with their young running backs and an offensive line that's struggling and still get to have success, uh, still get yards. Um, but on the other hand, the defense for the most part played really well. They got gashed a little bit in the last two drives. But for the game, up until those last two drives, they had held Fresno under five yards per pass, pass attempt. They had held them uh, just over three yards per rush and had gone a total of something like 89 minutes without giving up a point between the last two games. So even after not finishing quite as strong, they had tackled well, um, swarmed the ball, like, you know, created turnovers. Like, I'm, I'm honestly quite happy on the defensive side of the ball. And nothing about tonight uh, really takes that away from me. Um, yeah. Structurally, I would prefer that they stop being awfully soft in coverage on first and second down. I understand the idea, which is they don't want to get beat, and that's totally fine. On the other hand, there's a lot of free yards the defense is giving up. With that said, the defense gave up less than 300 yards total, 299 to be specific. And mostly got towards the quarterback had to send some pressure i was a little frustrated once again that the defense had multiple opportunities to wrap up and get a sack did not do so also unfortunately on the drive that ends with antoine winfield uh right ends with antoine uh, carter coughlin got a personal foul penalty that he very much should not have gotten and that, I think, very much also changes momentum. So the defense would actually have looked even more impressive if they had avoided some penalties. And one of the things that I found sort of surprising about this team, especially compared to last year, is last year the team rarely, if ever, got penalized. And this year, perhaps somewhat obviously, there's a lot more freshmen playing. But nonetheless, the, div- the team in general is taking way too many penalties especially early in the year, and that's something that needs to get cleaned up. It is a bit of a problem when the offensive line is unable to block regularly because it seems that it incentivizes Kirk Shiraka to get incredibly predictable. Also, also, Fresno State is a good defense, so give some credit to Fresno State, certainly here. They more or less seem to decide we're just going to take away the pass opportunities on any RPO because we're pretty confident that your offensive line cannot block us. And for most of the game, that seemed pretty reasonable. I got to say, while the offense definitely got stagnant in the second half, really stagnant, uh, some of what they were doing in the first half really excited me. The screen looks, uh, the little slips with you know wide receivers like Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is just so smooth. He's so athletic. He and Anikstead really seem to have a good set of timing and, and really... They seem to be on the same page a lot. Um, the Gophers managed to take advantage pretty nicely of crossing routes um, uh, over the center of the field when the safeties were playing soft. Anikstead seemed pretty uh, pretty co- confident and comfortable executing that, um, especially in timing, waiting for seeing where his guys are setting up and then throwing the ball before they've made their move. Um, all that I think is something to be excited about. 
it's also something that, you know, we may not get to keep seeing as the defenses get better. So um, work to be done, lessons to be learned, film to be watched. But, I mean, I expect it to be 1-1 one one right now, and we're 2-0. and oh, And when you're playing for ball eligibility, that's a big thing. Absolutely. I think we've both sort of declared that there is a new category, which is God-man of the game, which we're giving to Antoine Winfield. But if you had to give a necton of the week... Who would your nectons be? Uh, well, I'm going to go with Tyler Johnson for offense. Uh, I think he had a, a pretty good, he had that first drop, first beautiful pass from Anikstead and he dropped it. And I was like, oh, maybe that's just a thing he has to do. He has to drop one and then he feels good. But the rest of the game, he was sure-handed. Uh, obviously, he did have the fumble, um, but I'm not overly worried about that. Um, he, he was uh, made good catches, made the amazing play at the end of the game. Uh, and was running good routes and was really a, continues to be a go-to weapon for the offense. Um, defensively, it's got to be Terrell Smith, freshman cornerback who is just out there making amazing pass breakups, consistently in the right place at the right time. Um, he was wrong big on one play that thankfully Fresno State didn't connect on, but he's a freshman. He's a true freshman. And that's something that you can learn from. And when you don't get uh, hurt by it, it's just good film at that point. So those are my nectons. Uh, who did you have? Well, you have to have to fail to grow. I thought that everyone did a reasonably good job of changing their best. The thing that is most impressive to me about Tyler Johnson is he has an, an ability to get back to his quarterback when he realizes his quarterback's in trouble and get himself open twice both on the particularly impressive play for which he climbed a massive ladder after Annex had scrambled out to catch and keep a drive alive but also earlier in the game where he came back and Annex had threw a very good pass that could have only been caught by Johnson but it required Johnson to go down to his knees to make the catch and was very sure-handed in doing so I continue to maintain that if Johnson improves and progresses that he will be playing on Sundays Rashad Bateman, also excellent. My nectons of the week, one, I'm going to give it to Bryce Williams because I don't think he expected to run the ball 24 times. But with the loss of Rodney Smith, had, came in, had a reasonably good game, finished with 80, 87 yards, only three and a half yards of carry. But that's because for most of the game, he was being met about two yards in the backfield. And Bryce Williams thus far is not Rodney Smith. So being met two yards in the backfield means that he probably gets back to the line of scrimmage at best, as opposed to getting three or four yards magically. On defense, I would also agree. I think Terrell Smith was the best player on defense all night. He's easily this isn't really a race to maturity right now it's kind of a victory lap of maturity until another <laughs> freshman steps up on the defensive side of the ball but he he's already the level of confidence that he seems to have going up against uh, Keyshawn Johnson not uh, in any way related to the other Keyshawn Johnson but who is Fresno State's go-to wide receiver and Johnson had some catches today, but for the most part, when he was blanketed by Terrell Smith, had really nothing going for him. Smith, of course, also got a really nice interception that highlighted just how fast he is because he trailed a receiver who was running a crossing route and gave just enough a window for Marcus McMarion, who's Fresno State's quarterback, to believe that he had an open wide receiver and then just came in and picked the ball off, which is excellent. As Richard Sherman mentioned a couple of years ago, the whole point of being a defensive back is you want the quarterback to believe that their wide receiver is open when they are not. And Terrell Smith very much did that on his interception. It was a great play. So those would be my two Nectons of the week. 
Yeah, at this point, the uh, Race to Maturity Award is really just the Tyler Smith Award, or, oh, sorry, the Terrell Smith Award, uh, until uh, somebody proves otherwise. I'm waiting for Rashad Bateman to, to get in there eventually. Um, all right, kind of just last, let's just do easy grades. Offense, how would you grade the offense? Oh, man, D+. plus. That offensive line was not good. And if you look at it, Annex that went 16 for 26 for 175, which only averages 6.7 yards, uh, which is not great. And he got most of that on two or three plays. Bryce Williams had 25 for 87, which is three and a half yards a carry. And similarly had a few, you know, eight and a long of 11. Seth Green continues to be the best fantasy player on this team because he's vulturing a lot of touchdowns. But if you have to go that extensively to Seth Green to get yards that your running back should just be getting, I think that is clearly saying to Fresno State that they've won. And that I thought was, I thought the use of the Wildcat and the consistent use of the Wildcat in non-goal line situations was a pretty clear surrender to the Fresno State defense. I was not tremendously impressed with the offense. To be fair... Until the offensive line gets better, it's going to be hard to be impressed with the offense more broadly. And now with Rodney Smith potentially going to be out for a few games, perhaps the entire season, we obviously don't know the severity of the injury, the Gophers are going to have to grow up in a hurry. Uh, Defense. What kind of grade would you give the defense? A minus. It's not an A because they gave up a couple big plays late in the game. They They were pitching a shutout. But it's hard to be too mad about a team that only gives up seven when they're getting to actually get a longer field. And for most of the night, the defense was having to defend a short field position. And for that, they did quite well. That, of course, also indicates why Fresno State did not put up more than 300 yards because they weren't necessarily having super long fields. But the defense very much did a good job. And when it was needed, the defense made some critical stops. They got, uh, they got obviously, the one turnover with Terrell Smith. I would argue they got a second one, but apparently what it means to control a football is a metaphysical question for which I do not know the answer. But otherwise, Jacob Huff <laughs> should have gotten a fumble recovery. Thomas Barber had a couple great tackles as per usual. I thought that the front five, if you include Cashman coming in on a regular basis, did a good job swarming the quarterback. Like I said earlier, they need to connect when they actually get there, they need to wrap up. That sort of prevents it from being an A. There's definitely things to clean up. Unsurprisingly, it's young. It's early. Defense is young. It's early in the season. But overall, a pretty impressive performance against an opponent that we expected to be pretty good on offense. Uh, and special teams. You can feel free to give Emmett Carpenter his own grade since he was awesome. Emmett Carpenter also achieves Godman status for two excellent field goals, one from 53 and one from 50. Jacob Herbers gets a C minus, and it was a it was probably closer to an F for quite a bit of the game. And mostly it just indicates that the Gophers are going to have to figure out what they're going to do on punting for a long time, especially if the offense continues to be unsuccessful. Because if you have a punter that's a weapon, you can, in some sense, make up for the fact your offense isn't doing very well because you can flip the field. Jacob Herbers right now does not flip the field. Yeah, at, at, at his best, he holds At his best, he holds solid. He gets you a 42-yarder, and you know, but there's no, there's no gain right now from him going out there. No, not at all. Which, in some sense, in some sense, the Govers have been spoiled by good punters over the last few years 
but at the same time, the Gophers are a Big Ten team, so our punter should be good. Yeah, and uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, we love you. You have Godman status today. For the love of God, fair catch on punts. It's a thing. You can do it. You don't have to let it roll to the one-yard line and be downed. Please, please, my friend, you can do this. You're very talented. I know you can wave your hand. Yeah, wave your hand, and then if worse comes to worse and you're not sure if you're going to catch it, fling yourself into a defender's body and potentially get the get the kick-catch interference call. And with that one negative for Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, we resume a happy dance and bowing down to him for that interception, which I will not forget for some time. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Just amazing. And unquestionably the reason why they are 2-0. I will I will finish out by noting that prior to that play, I was talking about whether or not the Fresno State offense was going to go for two because they were on the road against a Big Ten opponent and then very quickly got to happily stop talking about that scenario because of, again, one of the greatest defensive plays I've seen in quite some time. And on that happy note... Thanks again for listening. Uh, come back to us again later this week as we resume our weekly Sky U podcast. Go Gophers. Sky U Ma. Row the boat.